Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Recorded live. Hello. It's I. I okay. thought we'd see how this uh, this whole thing right. works. Okay. Just signing in to uh, ground, or well, unseen is right now. And, okay. Uh, should I log on to the ground crew or? Yeah, just uh, go into the chat there, and okay. I'll I'll there's, be. There's two. Uh, one is simple ground crew, and uh, I guess. This is the chat past messages. Okay. If it's if it's ground crew and it has a whole bunch of people icons of bunch like three people's heads, that's yeah. the group. Okay. I, I that, the other one's mine. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. So I see people are already chatting. Marty, all new studio. Ground crew TWF. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull you up directly in the chat. We're, by the way, we're, we're on pre, we're on a talk show already. We're being recorded, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, the uh, the chat room is going so fast; it's it's uh, scrolling too fast to read it. <laughs> oh, that's that's because uh, you're getting caught up, probably with. Oh, I see. Days and okay, days so of I stuff. I see. Okay, now you should have you should be getting a request to chat in just your or my window. It's different. Yeah. Okay, I just typed test into the chat window. I saw it there. Okay, so I was still waiting for all this to catch up. Yeah, I see right. it. Yeah, okay. Now, now click on the other ground crew on the list. That one is okay. that one is me. All right. And open it, and you'll yeah. see I typed hi to you. Okay. Hi back. There we go. Okay. And, okay, good. We'll chat in this window privately. Oh, that was, oh, okay. Very good. The other one, you'll see the group talking to people. Looks like EC. Yeah. Oh, there. Uh, ECB's uh, saying hello, Pastor Eli. Okay, I'll get out of there. All right, we've got three. We've got three minutes before I can call in, and uh, we're streaming live right now on on TalkShoe. And apparently with this new call-in, it's all automated. We'll just hear music playing. And then 
at two minutes till they get music the, the now right now at this moment uh they cut off the other well the other host was supposed to have hung up right because there's music now playing it plays yeah. for five minutes and then you go on yeah <laughs> all right okay. something's going on there anyway uh uh at 58 till we've got to uh, take a break uh, for the halfway point you know an hour into it yeah and then uh but at exactly the top of the hour i can add i can add uh um all news network to the call and then when i do there's like an intro he said just listen for your show intro Okay. And uh then after that ends it's it's uh it's time to go. I've got right. one one minute here and I'll add uh apparently I'll just go ahead and add one and I just a few seconds here and I'll call us in. Hopefully this because see I've got talk show going, I've got you and now I'll have added another yeah. one. So hopefully this okay. will work. All right. Okay, well I'm in I'm in the unseen that is chat, both you and the general chat room. Okay. And uh, we're connected, so I'm ready to go. All right. We'll have fun Hopefully, on this one. Uh, yeah, let me go to Skype and see how uh, well this network is looking. And if this doesn't work, I could try calling you on Skype. I could try calling directly All News Network. That might work, too. Okay. I'm going to make the call now to All News Network. So here we go. We're going to add that second new number. Here we go. And uh, we've got our conference call going, basically, between... Two studios and you and me. <laughs> right. Okay. We'll see how this goes. It's. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, I can hear you. Hey, there you are. I, you're. Uh, I thought you were going to be automated. I thought I was going to be talking to a robot. That was you a are robot. <laughs> Chip robot. <laughs> Did you hear me, Chip? Yep. Uh oh. Yeah, did he say yes? Yeah, he could. Yep or nope? <laughs> yes, he could hear. If he said nope, he's lying. <laughs> <laughs> you in Kentucky? No, I'm back from Kentucky. Home sweet home. Oh, okay. Rob Emanuel country. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Crazy. Working it, working it, working it. Okay, I'm going to go and let this thing try to automate. After the waterman ate three, the ancient times, you're live, Doc. Okay, sounds good. Actually, you're live now. I just cut the mic off of automation so I could talk to you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Let me know. The mic. <laughs> we revealed all the state secrets in the meantime. <laughs>
Are you still there, Chip? No, he's gone. Yes, I'm here. Oh, okay. Now, will you be muted or what? Will that sound just music come on? Is that... Uh, do, do you... Okay, here, here's the music. Lamar Archives. Can you hear it? We do yeah. hope you're able yep. to... Don't button on allnews.network. That's allnews.network. And leave a little something for us in appreciation. And now, back to the show. your host. From ancient times, our immortal enemies have been among us. They have always been in control, until now. From deep inside the castle, here is John Waterman. Welcome to the Waterman Files. Welcome to the Waterman Files. This is Dr. John Waterman coming, of course, to you from deep inside the castle. Good evening, good afternoon, wherever you might be. I have something that I want to really go over before we get started, and we're going to have a before our main topic topics. <laughs> but there is something that I want to cover, and that is something that, that before I play my well-known or our You're Not Alone audio is called the Hegelian Dialectic. Folks, the Hegelian Dialectic has crippled America. You know, a third alternative is not your way, it's not my way, but it's a way to a higher way. It's a better way than any one person. Now, you know, we used to be, we're used to being in terms of my team against your team. My team is good. Your team is bad. My political party, my country, my child, my company, your company, my side against your side. In each case, there are only two alternatives. 
two alternatives thinking is is so deeply embedded in us we can't see past our own two choices the good one and the bad one mine and theirs we really believe there are only two alternatives i really believe that we've been programmed on purpose for that and that is almost and hardly ever is the only choices there are almost always at least a third alternative the third alternative, folks, is called synergy. Now, you might go, okay, this is getting kind of woo-woo-y. Synergy is what happens when the whole becomes greater than the sum of the two parts. In other words, in a world of synergy, 1 plus 1 equals 3 or 50 or maybe even 100 or more. It happens when people are determined to go beyond their preconceived ideas to meet a challenge that's in front of them. It's about ingenuity. It's about the new reality of reality. And it's far better than any of our old ways of thinking. Synergy, folks, is not just resolving a conflict, coming to a compromise that nobody's happy with. When we get this, and we work on this, we go beyond the conflict to something new, something exciting that excites everyone. It's fresh. It has promise. It transforms the future. This synergy is better than my way. It's better than your way. Synergy is really a miracle. Now, folks, all around us is a fundamental principle at work. All throughout the natural world, we have examples of this. Redwood trees, for example, they mingle. Did you know they mingle their roots so they can stand strong against the wind? We could replace that as people against the world. See, folks, the whole is greater and better than the sum of the parts, S-U-M, by the way. We need to learn to get this third alternative in our heads, and we need to make some breakthroughs in our lives. After all, isn't that all we want, is to be honest with each other? Seriously, folks, to be honest. We need to find per people that we can work with and that you can mingle your roots with. It will create a third option that you're looking for, and you will find that you are not alone. I hope he's listening to this. We've been fighting a long time, and we have all... Lost so very much, so many loved ones gone. But you are not alone. There are pockets of resistance all around the planet. We are at the brink. We are at the brink. We are at the brink. You are not alone. We are in this together. You are not alone. You are not alone. Grundkräfte.
you are not alone. Ground trip, you are not alone. We, We are in this together. So as we move forward in the days to come, and the things that we will be talking about today, it's important for you to know that you can get with like-minded people no matter where they're at, and you will not be alone. It's my pleasure, Eli, to have you on as a guest today. And we aren't, we aren't alone, are we? <laughs> well, I think our numbers are growing. The people who are waking up to, by the way, it's the Hegelian. Oh, yes. Hegelian, yes. I can tell you're not German. (laughs) George Wilhelm Friedrich Hegel. (laughs) Yeah, the the Hegelian, yes. Right, there you go. It's two syllables, not not one. Hegelian dialectic, which, and you used the word synergy. Synergy is a good thing, but the Hegelian dialectic is thesis, antithesis, Synthesis. There you go. Okay. All right. Now, synthesis is always from the Hegelian dialectic. Now, Hegel did not propose this as a strategy to uh, manipulate people. He was simply making an observation, historical observation, that this is how compromises come about. Okay. So uh, uh, your original thesis could, let's say, be Roman paganism. The antithesis would be emerging Christianity, and the synthesis would be the Catholic Church. <laughs> right? Oh, that'd be just a wonderful. That's not synergy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, let's hope synergy is a little different than, than synthesis. Yeah, right. you know? Well, so we need to have a Hegelian dialectic with synergy at the end, not synthesis, okay? We we need, uh, and of course, it's all based on you know, what uh, what people call the Hegelian dialectic today mm-hmm. is you know media manipulation, historic manipulation by the, the master planners of international communism and socialism and Zionism. They're the ones who control this dialectic. All right, and so it, it's supposed to be an open and free discussion and allowing nature to work it out. But, of course, with the manipulators in charge, it never works out in our favor, always works out in their favor. That's right. Well, today I wanted to go over a few things before we get into our main topic. Our main topic today, folks, broke over Sunday out into the news. Monday it hit big time. That's yesterday. And today, of course, is Tuesday, April the 5th, 2016, and we're going to get it in we're going to get into it big time here today but there's a couple things that I'd like to kind of uh, to move into before we get there and one of them is something that uh I I've got to uh read to you and it's uh something that is going to are you ready for this you might want your bag your you know that bag they put on airplanes okay most Americans believe Palestinians occupy Israeli land. Okay, <laughs> now now this was uh, published, uh, republished. I should from I should say from a poll that was conducted. Okay, March the twenty fifth, and and here and I've got the poll. I, I I really should copy the poll and drop it in the chat, but I'm going to drop the entire document. 
Here's here's the choices, and and, and which and and the question in the poll was this: Which of the following do you believe to be true? A. Israelis occupy Palestinian land. B. Palestinians occupy Israeli land. Now let me give you the answers. Uh, Eli, this is pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> the UK says. 57% believe Israelis occupy okay. the Palestinians. But that's only, that's almost half don't understand, okay? Right. Now, that's the good numbers. Get, <laughs> here's the next. Here. Grass is more than half pulled <laughs> here, Here's the next. In Mexico, the, 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 from Mexico, the same question was posed. 54.6% believe that Israel is occupying. Okay, so now we're really at about half. So only right now at this point, only half the people in the world of these two countries believe that Israel, or that the Palestinians are occupying Israeli. I mean, can you believe that? Now let's go to the next one, Canada. It's a little bit worse. Uh, it's a little bit better. 51%, still more than half, believe Israel is occupying Palestinian land. You know what that means? That means the other part has no clue, which really all this represents is one of them is about 40% do not know the real story. The others are about 50%. Now, let me go to America. And it's the most pathetic. Really? We just went through 51% in Canada thinking that Israel occupies. In America, Eli, only, uh, get this, only 39.8% know and understand that Israelis are occupying Palestinian land. Over 60% of the people think then that Palestine that uh, Palestinians are occupying Israeli land. What right. do you think? What, what's your thoughts on this? This is incredible. Well, it's obvious that the ADL, APAC, and all these other Jewish organizations have targeted Americans uh, for this synthesis, you know, this false. Now, let's start this way. <laughs> uh, thesis. Palestine <laughs> belongs to the Palestinians, right? Yeah. Uh, antithesis, Palestine belongs to the Jews. <laughs> synthesis, the Palestinians must be killed. The Palestinians must be killed. That's the synthesis, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's the you know the propaganda here, here in America, especially relating to the Judeo-Christian uh, evangelists and uh, the uh, the churches. The 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 churches have been propagandized relentlessly since World War II, to hate the Palestinians. It's right? incredible. Uh, yeah. And that's why that, that false belief is so common here in America. Oh, well. But actually, you know, uh, considering that only 40% believe that lie, uh, only yeah, 60% believe the lie, but 40% don't, it means that many trillions of dollars have been wasted <laughs> by the Israelis. <laughs> <laughs> They're not, uh, as Abraham Lincoln said, you can fool 
some of the people all the time. You can <laughs> fool all the people some of the time, but you can't fool all the people all the time, and 40% aren't fooled. That's a good thing. All I can say is don't have uh, George Bush Jr. try and repeat that. He can't. He wouldn't remember how to. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, well, he thinks the Constitution is a piece of toilet paper. Right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. That's disgusting, isn't it? A yeah. privately funded program. This is the next topic. And then we'll go to the third one real quick. And then we'll get in. It'll lead right into what we're going to talk about. Privately funded program is moving Muslims secretly into Pennsylvania to a refugee resettlement camp or program. It's privately funded. Guess who some of the players on that private funding is? Okay, the Villanova basketball team. (laughs) (laughs) Who who do you think's uh, paying for it? Oh well, Soros more than Oh, you man! I you didn't. I was going to give you three chances. Ah, oh, okay. You, you got. Yeah, he's you, behind the the migration into Europe. You know the illegal migration. You know, George Soros is the guy financing all of this stuff. It right? is, isn't it? Yeah. It's horrid. Yes, it is. Okay. Well, the other two choices. I mean, uh, I was going to give you three chances to get that name. Oh, oh okay. Because there's yeah. Rothschilds. Well, of course. Of course. Right. Uh, and there's Goldman Sachs. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kissinger. Henry yeah. Kissinger. Yeah. 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 All of the top dog Zionists in the world are all behind all of, all of this. Uh, well, uh, Hegelian dialectic. Okay, I'm going to ask you this question on that topic we just talked about, this resettlement program. And here's this was in Hedge, Zero Hedge, and it was said in that article, Homeland Security refuses to answer questions about it. Eli, why would they do that? Why would they not <laughs> want <laughs> Well, because they don't have very good answers, probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, right. You know, what it was was, and you and I say this constantly, all Homeland Security was, and I hate the name, don't you? It sounds like, right. it sounds like uh, you know, the Soviet Empire, you know, the, right. mo- the motherland. Right. Yeah. Well, anyway, it, it, it's, it's, it smacks of a takeover, and it is, because... It, that's exactly what it was. Right. Right. Well, this brings us yeah. to uh, this brings us to the big event that happened over the weekend and I want to begin by saying a couple things to lead us into it and so I'll I'll uh, set it up for us. The webbot <clears throat> the webbot said there is going to be a temporal marker. Now, a temporal marker is this. It's a marker that you look at that helps you determine where you're at, <clears throat> okay? So if I were to tell you that there's clouds and they're really dark and they're moving this way, more than likely you're going to assume rain. Well, that's not exactly a temporal marker. A temporal marker really has is a marker that's not related to something like let me give you an example. Eli, if I were to say the next time you see a red uh, 1956 Thunderbird or 58 Thunderbird c- a convertible, 
Um, I like the one in my garage. Okay, that one. Okay. (laughs) The next time you see one, (laughs) uh, that uh, the president's going to get killed. So those two. So those two have nothing to do with each other. That's what I'm trying to say. So it's not obvious by what your temporal marker is what's coming is what I'm trying to say. So what's this temporal marker that I'm talking about in the WebBot? The temporal marker that I'm talking about is secrets revealed. It said that the secrets that were going to be revealed very shortly were going to cause havoc in our financial crisis of America, in the finances of America. And over the weekend, we've had the largest leak of information in the history of this nation. It is 10 times bigger than the biggest leaks we've ever had. I mean, this is way bigger than guess who? Who's one of WikiLeaks? <laughs> bigger than WikiLeaks, way bigger. It's 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 hundreds of times bigger, and it's way bigger than guess who the other guy that was a whistleblower. Oh, I can't remember him. Snowden. Who was that? Snowden. Oh yeah, well yeah, it was Eric. Yeah, well, yeah. That was WikiLeaks. Eric Snowden, right? Yeah, well, both of them. WikiLeaks okay. was around before Snowden, and then there oh, was Snowden. Oh, yeah, okay. and he turned it over to some journalists. Uh, Snowden did, and then Wiki republished it. Right. Now what happened is this. We have the release of a bunch of information. Okay, can Eli be louder? We'll try and make yeah, it happen. Yeah, I'll, I'll speak louder. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can handle that. You're a oh, I'll try and get that to work on okay. my end. Yeah, uh, sorry yeah, I about that. I can also adjust my headset here a little bit. Fo- folks, one of the things that happens is, is that uh, uh, we have a new way of doing all this. It's been automated. This was our first broadcast on it. By the way, uh, just to kind of uh, digress a little bit here. We're broadcasting on TalkShoe as backup. We're talk, uh, broadcasting on Veterans Truth Network. We're broadcasting on uh, the All News Network, of course. We're broadcasting on uh, on all different uh, networks. And, of course, it all totals about 400,000, and it's just kind of mind-boggling to think that, but that's apparently what's what's going on. So, Back to the topic here. Uh, and so, by the way, yeah, we automated a process of hosts getting in. Hopefully it's going to work. And uh, I'm conferencing in, by the way. Uh, I have three lines that I've conferenced on my phone. So if it's not loud enough, I'll try and get uh, get it better. I just turned everything up. Let's see how it works. So this leak that has occurred, this is a monster uh, that has reared its head. And what is it about? Well, there are 11.5 million documents that Eli is talking about the moving around of wealth secretly. Now, I want to play a little... So that off- doesn't happen, Doc. No, no, it doesn't happen. <laughs> All of these bakers and corporate leaders, they're honest people. Don't you know that, Doc? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you watch television? <laughs> yeah, that's right. 
now, it's just an occasional lawbreaker. It's not all of them. That's right. Now, yeah. guys, can can you hear him better? Let me know in the chat, would you? Okay, uh, I'll keep talking. Yeah. Yes. I uh, hope. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully that's uh, louder, guys, in the chat room there. No, it's not better. Okay, well, it sure <laughs> is on my end. It's like yeah, right. about, I had to turn down my headset here. Okay, yeah. well, we'll try and get this uh, still soft, Marty says. Well, golly, guys. Well, we'll have to do it some other way next time. Can you yeah. bear with us on this, folks? And uh, we'll we'll try and make it make it happen okay. better. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, moving on here. What in the world uh, is this all about? Well, I have an audio, Eli, that kicked this off. It's short, and uh, we'll we'll play it now and and uh, get this thing rolling. Over the past three years, Syria's air force has rained death on more than 21,000 civilians. Their bodies ripped apart by exploding barrel bombs. Missiles dropped on homes, businesses, bus stops, even hospitals. These war crimes have been well documented. Not so the part played by the shadowy world of offshore finance. Behind the scenes, companies using offshore tax havens were accused of supplying fuel to the Syrian Air Force. In 2014, multiple governments, including the UK and US, issued bans on doing business with these companies. But now, a new global investigation has revealed that a Panamanian firm helped these companies operate as attacks in Syria continued. That firm, Mossack Fonseca, is a key player in a sprawling, secretive industry that the world's rich and powerful use to hide assets and skirt rules by setting up front companies in far-flung jurisdictions. More than 300 journalists trawled through millions of leaked records from Mossack Fonseca to expose an alarming list of clients involved in bribery, arms deals, tax evasion, financial fraud and drug trafficking. Behind the invoices, emails and paper trails are real victims. In Russia, businessmen kidnapped orphan girls as young as 13, raped them, then sold them to others for sex. After this rape, I was aching all over. I started very much fearing men. I felt as though they wanted only one thing, only sex with me. When I was taken into a foster home, I felt as though my foster father would rape me if I'm left alone with him. One of the alleged ringleaders was a client of Mossack Fonseca's. When the firm discovered their client was a pedophile, they decided they were not legally obliged to report his offshore business activities to authorities. In Uganda, a company that wanted to sell a prospective oil field paid Mossack Fonseca to help it avoid $400 million in taxes. It was simple paperwork. The company's address was changed from one tax haven to another. In a country where one in three people live on less than $1.25 a day, $400 million represents more than the government's annual health budget. Uganda spent years in court trying to force the company to pay its taxes. Meanwhile, hospitals in the shadow of the oil field lacked funds for even the most basic equipment. Patients slept on floors. They were asked to bring their own medical supplies, like sterile gloves and cotton balls. It was a surprise to me because I expected all this equipment to be at the health center. And all these things are not there. Nurses say we cannot work on you. 
At times we are forced to leave and return home unattended to. Some women have lost their lives and babies. Uganda ranks among the worst 10 countries in the world for high maternal, newborn and child mortality rates due to a lack of access to good health care. The offshore industry has recently come under fire for enabling dubious activities like these. But firms like Mossack Fonseca have helped clients continue to operate behind a veil of secrecy. Until this shadowy world is held accountable, international criminals will keep doing business, tax dollars will be dodged, and bombs will continue to fall. So there we have this network of companies that are out there. And I want to explain, Eli, how this works. And okay. uh, in 1988, I was in a grand jury. I was testifying. And what it had to do with was trust networks, networks that actually are legal. But the IRS found these average Americans who were doing exactly what the big boys were doing only they didn't want the big boys to be taught this, and there was a small band of patriots teaching a group of business executives how to save money by moving their money offshore. Right. There was a network of about 40 to 50 pharmaceutical, medium-sized pharmaceutical uh, 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 veterinary, veterinary medicine companies for animals, and they were small to medium-sized. And the government had just passed a law saying that they had to get a uh, liability insurance to cover their business. None of these companies, all 40 or some odd of them, had never been sued in the history of any of them. Nobody had ever been sued because of their animals uh, being treated poorly by their many other their uh, pharmaceutical, yeah, they're by their customers, yeah. Their, their, their drugs didn't cause any problems. At least they didn't get sued. But they were still required, so they had to go get some insurance. Then when they got the insurance, about a year later, they raised, tripled it because it was mandatory. The insurance company says, aha, aha, now we've got an opportunity to make a lot of money. So they raised their price. Well, these guys decided not to do anything but go to the extremes of taking their pooling their insurance payments for the actual payment before it was raised and tripled and bringing it bringing their statements they had paid from the year before into a meeting saying here's what we paid and they were all different amounts because there was different sizes and so forth and they said let's set ourselves up a way to insure ourselves. So they met out of the country. They left America, and they went to the Isle of Man, and they'd used that money to uh, put into a pot to insure themselves. They thought, golly, we're not going to have any lawsuits, so we're going to make all kinds of investment yeah. money. Yeah, right, a return on this should be easy. Well, they did. They got their money into a pool altogether, and they started their own insurance company, which then, in turn, insured each one of these companies. And that's the only <laughs> clients there was, was these 40-some-odd pharmaceutical okay. uh, 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 veterinary pharmaceutical companies. And 
then I was on, and I this is I'm telling you, and and well, here's how I found out about him. I got on an airplane after talking to some friends of mine who were teaching patriots how to use a network of trust in order to cover or lower their tax liability that's perfectly legal. And I'm going to explain this to people. But what ended up happening was I was on that airplane, and so I was reading this book on trust. It was a real simple book. I mean, it wasn't like really technical stuff, you know, on an airplane, because I used to be, as everybody knows, before I went into the world of being in medicine, I went I was in architecture, and I flew all over the country doing consulting. And I was reading this air, uh, this book on an airplane, and a guy sitting next to me said, that's an interesting-looking book. Well, he happened to be one of the CEOs and owners of one of these pharmaceutical, the veterinary pharmaceuticals. And he was on the airplane leaving the country, going to their first annual meeting after they had set up their insurance company because they had millions of dollars they were trying to get back into their hands in the states without paying horrendous taxes on it from the investments that the insurance company was able to make, okay? Because, all right, so I told him what I was reading it for. I told him there was a group of guys that could probably help him, okay? So, long story short, I got his name, phone number, he got mine, so, so forth and so on. And then... I turned him over to these guys, and these guys made contact with him, okay? I was just friends with one of the fellows. That's how I knew about it. And I wasn't involved in the group or anything. And he can, and this one guy that ran it that wasn't the contact, but I, I just was acquainted with him. He wasn't like my friend. He was uh, uh, running the shame, this thing that my friend was in. He says, I contacted the guy. We're going to be able to do some business with him. And because you've helped, you're going to get a commission for giving us this lead. I said, I said, oh, really? He said, would you like for us to set you up a trust out of the country to put the money in? I said, well, great. So they did. They, they set up that trust uh, in the Turks and Caicos Islands. I'm not going to give the name of the trust because I know the bad guys are listening. and 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 so guess how much my commission was uh 50 bucks 1.2 million dollars oh wow i was really off (laughs) (laughs) so i i i i just about fell over and i went and he says i got some good news for you come over and see me and i walked in the offices and I went by this lady, and I said, hi. And she says, well, you're not very friendly considering you're a millionaire now. I said, what? <laughs> I said, what? Because they, they hadn't told me how much I was making yet. Yeah. And so anyway, I went there, and sure enough, that was real. And they were going to be putting all 40 companies into trust, and all of the cost and everything was just going to equal all the money they were going to try and get back from just the first year of revenues. So I was going to get 10% of that. And this group was going to make a whole bunch more than I was, of course. So I was kind of excited about it. And they were working with them. And then all of a sudden, the IRS shows up in their offices. They show up with guns. They they didn't even knock on the door. They opened the door, swung. I wasn't there that day. I wasn't even there. I only went there maybe two times. Uh, They hit the doors with guns. 
the the one of the women that was uh, up front was uh, uh, a wife of the owner or the one of the guys. Uh-huh. And she was she had just had a baby and she was nursing and they held a gun on her after they had cleared the entire place and say yeah there's no weapons here well they kept their guns out and they had a gun on her while she was nursing can you believe that uh, yeah of course yeah. you can believe that yes I can <laughs> so when when they went to yep yeah, when they went uh-huh. to co- court they they went to court why did they go to court's question I'll tell you in a minute but when they went to court they said oh we didn't have guns on them. <laughs> so the IRS is a lion bag of sure. Right. Well, they're not allowed. They're not a police agency. They don't have uh, the authority to carry weapons. And 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 they're not uh, even as valuable as a bag of cow poo. Let me tell you. Right. You know exactly. they, they they don't even have that much value. So they're just a collection agency for the the, the banking system. So then right. I got then I got a notice. You're to show up at a grand jury. Why? You're going to testify, and you will be considered a. Uh, I can't remember witness. A witness, a witness, but a a one that was called uh, a kind of witness that might be not very cooperative. I can't remember oh, what okay. they. I can't remember what they called it. And I'm going. Why am I being pulled into the middle of this? You know, well, anyway, they had gone to the Turks and Caicos and gotten all these documents, and then there was, they had this trust, okay? They said, is this your signature? And I said, no, because I didn't know how they set this stuff up. I didn't sign anything. I just thought they, you know, know how to do that. They'll do it right. A hostile witness, that's right. Hostile, yeah, hostile witness. And and, and so, uh, and so uh, when I was testifying, I said, no, well, that didn't mean that they broke the law because that was done out of the country of the U.S. So that doesn't mean they couldn't, in my stead, sign for me in the laws of the place they were at. But they seemed to think they could do something about it. Well, anyway, where they all went wrong, they said, in fact, in court, they said, you guys are doing nothing wrong. There's no loss against this. But what they didn't like was teaching it to the American average Joe. Right. Okay. They didn't want the average American to understand how they can avoid, not evade, but avoid paying some taxes in a way that's inexpensive. See, the big boys have to pay. Yeah, and and it was legal. Now, here's how they got them. There was some guy doing the same thing over in California. By the way, this happened to be in like Kansas City, Kansas. Okay. And and they were clear over in California, and they knew this fellow over there, but they weren't part. He was not part of their group. And the group, the IRS, said that guy's part of your group. And they said, No, he's not. No, he's not. And some of them said, I don't even know who you're talking about. I've never met the guy. Well, there was just one of them that knew that guy. That was it. Just knew him. Well, that guy over in California backdated some documents. He wasn't doing anything illegal either, except. He backdated documents to make sure it covered some kind of operation. Well, that's illegal. Yeah. But sure. not not setting up the networks of trust. So they threw them all in jail. They threw every one of them in jail because of that guy. And the only sure. reason they did that was to stop people from learning about how to do this. Now, I'm about ready to tell you how it's done. Okay. Are you ready? Sure. What they do is something like this. 
And I'll give you an example from a company that did it. There's this uh, frozen food company. It's like Swanson. You've gone to the grocery store, right? Got Swanson Foods. Those little TV dinners that are frozen, you know, in aluminum trays. Swanson does the same thing, and they have all kinds of frozen foods, right? They're a huge outfit out of, excuse me, out of Beatrice, Nebraska. One day, all of a sudden, in the news, it was announced that Beatrice Foods was bought out by a French company, a company in France, okay? Well, here's what really happened. They weren't bought out by a French company. What they did, they being Beatrice Foods, is the executives went to Europe, and they marched around country to country to country saying, can we set up a business And will you give us 10 years of tax abatements to set it up? Well, they got no, 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 until they hit France. France says, maybe. And they said to them, if we give you $20 million, will your maybe be yes? And France says, sure, give us $20 million for 10 years. You can have a corporation here taxed without having to pay taxes. So here's what they did. The corporate tax for Beatrice Foods was, I don't know, what, 35%, okay? And so so what they did was they took all that corporate, that money that would have gone into corporate taxes, and they took some of their profits, went over to France, paid the $20 million, and set up a network of official corporations, they hired a staff of people, just kind of a skeleton crew, okay? And they set them up to do the paperwork shuffle. Now, what's the paperwork shuffle? Well, first, after they incorporate a, a company in France, then they also set up another separate corporation that's a commercial lending operation. And here's how all this works. Let me tell you how it works. So you've got a business in the States, you have a corporation in France, and then you have a second corporation in France. Really, it's just a bank, a lending institution, private one. (coughs) So whenever a company is owned by another company, they can demand the profits be sent to the owner, right? So when Beatrice made all their profit, the corporation out of France said, send us your profit. So when they did that, they had zero profit. So what's the tax liability for Beecher's Foods in America? Zero. Uh, uh, 100% of zero is zero. <laughs> zero, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but that corporate money that was in the billions that went to France, <clears throat> a little bit of it shaved off, okay, to right. pay some so A little bit shaved off to pay some Yeah, so pay expenses. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it bribes and things like that. Yeah. yeah right? <laughs> Business expenses. Yeah, yeah, yeah expenses. And, and then the rest of the money ends up over in this lending institution. Now, then Beatrice Foods in America goes shopping for a loan to help finance their business. Well, lo and behold, they ran into a company in France that would give them a loan. And they were really... (laughs) (laughs) Right. 
<laughs> so, so this I company. Guess in this case, it would be a uh, uh, what's the term? Uh, you know, a kissing cousin. A ah, kissing cousin, yes. Yeah, kissing cousin baker bakers. Now this They're wasn't both. this wasn't interest at eight percent or nine or seven or six or five. It was this great interest rate at two percent on a loan. Oh, fantastic! All right. So what ended up happening was they get a loan and they pay two percent interest. Well, then that two percent goes back to France to pay for the skeleton crew and the expenses of running both the lending institution and the corporation that okay. bought the quote the corporation you know the fake one that bought out Beatrice Foods now 2% is a hell of a lot better than double digit taxes they were going to sure. pay uncle sam right exactly yeah now now Plus let they me have control of all that money still now how come yeah. this isn't available to you and me let me tell because you we don't know about it that's why one of the things is we don't know about it, but the other most important reason is we don't have twenty million dollars to bribe a foreign country. We don't. We don't have the money to go into these other jurisdictions to set up trust. Well, in the Turks and Caicos, these guys that I knew found a little incorporator down in the Turco, Turks and Caicos that was willing to set up trust businesses for three thousand dollars each, which is within reach of most. American businesses. So they were getting ready to start teaching all these people that own their own businesses, of course, how to get some tax benefits by setting up exactly the same thing. They were going to have their own lending company. They would have their own corporation out of the country own theirs. And so just like Beatrice, but they stopped them. They arrested them. They did not want them to have it. Why? Because on the face of it, it really is legal so why are they not wanting them because they aren't here about legal are they they're here to control us americans they're here to control mom and pop businesses and to make us slaves and make us pay but really what should end up really really happening is that everybody that does business in america should pay taxes not just mom and pop the big corps the little corps all the business, everybody should pay their taxes, and of course, there should be no IRS. So our income tax should not exist, but the corporation taxes, yeah, that's that's doable. But if they want to go out of the country, and they want to bring in anything they make out of the country, why don't we put a tariff on it like we used to way back when we were wealthy people in America, right? Well, Doc, let me interrupt you here because this is what free trade is all about free trade is nothing but corporations moving their headquarters offshore so that they don't have to pay taxes while the mom and pop america still have to continue paying taxes because we can't set up a, a offshore office for our <laughs> for our kitchen <laughs> and, and, and for our carpentry shop right that's right that's <laughs> it right does, it doesn't work right and, that, and that's what uh free trade is all about that's what it's all about. And uh, that's why so much wealth has been taken away from America, and corporations have been moving away from America, at least setting up their headquarters in offshore companies, so that they can evade taxes. That's right. Uh, well, I said, you said avoid. Okay, I guess evasion is illegal. Avoidance is legal. <laughs> right? 
And, of course, the IRS knows all this. The international corporations all know this. It's all fraud, and the American people don't know that this is what's going on. So now you have in, uh, the Turkos. I'm just looking it up on a map. It's just Turkos and Turks and Caicos Islands are just north of Haiti. Yeah, and then Bahamas. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, and w- east of the Bahamas. Uh, I guess it's part of the Bahamas. I'm not sure. Well, they're a protectorate of 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 uh, England, and they okay. had they had asked for everything to be under the English law except physical policy. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. So okay. financial policies are independent of England. Right. So that's how come so they what, can set up trust. Yeah. So what all these co- and you're just giving one example. Of how you set up a uh, you know a, a ghost corporation is probably the best way of putting it. Right. A right. ghost corporation that uh, it, you set up to run the business in an offshore uh, tax haven manner. That's right. That's what that's what it is. Now there's okay. a whole list of locations in the world that they go to, and then it even includes states, uh, con- uh, not just foreign countries, but certain states in America. We've got the Isle of Man, we've got the Turks and Caicos, the Bahamas, all those. We have Switzerland, we have um, the Virgin Islands, we have all kinds of uh, islands in these little bitty places like Luxembourg where they set up all these jurisdictions. Now, the reason why you and I can't, like we said earlier, can you afford $20,000 to have a foreign corporation set up to save you millions? Well, you and I can't afford that. Well, I can anyway. And and, and 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 so the bottom line ends up becoming only available for them that are in the power elite. And they know that. They know it. They make it perfectly legal, but they just price us out of the ballpark so that they know they still have the benefit without the peons that they control and that they want to enslave, have the benefit of. And so then we begin to see how they manipulate this whole thing. But the problem with the Panama Papers, as it's being called, is that it wasn't made with the money they were trying to hide, Eli, was not legitimate. Uh-huh, right. Well, m- most of it's not legitimate. <laughs> That's yeah. the problem. Right. That's right. Uh, it's it's all shell. Another term is shell companies. Of course. Ghost companies, shell companies. Uh, you know, it's all the the bookkeeping is all hidden, and you're running a company even though it has physical. Uh, let's assume a company like this actually has production facilities in America, which most of them don't anymore. Uh, and I guess Lockheed would be. A, a, I think they still have production facilities. In uh, in America, but all the financial dealings are headquartered off offshore. So all the money handling right. is done there, and so uh, since it's not quote unquote an American company anymore, it's an international cor- corporation. It uh, it doesn't really pay any tax to anybody. Uh, as I'm aware of how the no, they don't. Yeah. They they just pay their 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 fees, which is a whole lot less right. than than what they would have paid, and they're they're yeah. okay with that. See, yeah. Well, it's what legalized bribery? That's really what all it is. It's legalized bribery. That's it. And now uh, I think the Panama Papers 
have revealed the extent to which all of this type of shell game operation is occurring. We're talking about how many thousands of companies? We've got we, we, we've got uh, we've got two hundred and fourteen thousand companies <laughs> that have that, that have operated that's, over a that's, that's about all the companies in the whole world <laughs> <laughs> that have well you know there's a lot of shell games out there I guess yeah there's a lot of shell game going on <laughs> remember that shell game when you in the back uh, parking lot and you get off of work and there's a guy <laughs> in the parking lot he's got the, these three shells and you're supposed to guess which. Which shell has the bead under it? Yeah, that's that's. And here's what he says. He goes. He he invites you to the game. Have I got it? A de- have I got a deal for you? You know. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So so uh, they and there was a million point four documents, and it it spanned forty years. Wow. And wow. and who wow. did, who is this? Who is this leak from? And let's end this. Uh, we got two and a half minutes here. It came from a company, okay? It came from a law firm in Panama, and we can talk about them, okay? Yeah, okay. But the, but the law firm in Panama was uh, Mossack Fonseca, and we're going to talk about them after the top of the hour. Yeah. In the second hour, we're going to talk about who okay. they are. We're going to talk about what all might actually be going on, including who is reporting this stuff, because we need to yeah. know. We need to talk about that, don't we? Yes, and, we sure do. And, yeah. and, and, I, and I think that you're going to have your eyes opened two times today. Once to the corruption that they've got, but the second level of corruption is the people reporting. We're going to talk about right. that. Well, Eli, uh, I think we've kind of cracked one of the hugest, we've seen cracked open now, one of the huge, huge the, the largest scam the world has ever seen, and was it illegal? Well, no, no, no well, but it was. It was. It was, but it wasn't. Well, the housing collapse in 2008 was technically not illegal either. <laughs> okay, that's right. What they were doing is they were lending money to <laughs> illegal immigrants. And uh, giving them, uh, you know, choice deals on real estate, and that was creating a uh, a bull market, and the bull market collapsed. It uh, did. The, it was the how uh, the banking industry that was directly responsible for the bull market and the uh, the, the collapse that ensued. And I'll tell them after the break about that Fannie Mae person that made off with all kinds of money. I'll talk about I'll talk about it because this person that I'm going to be talking about is in those documents. Okay. And it's going to get them nailed. Right. This is this is right. going to this is, I can just see the list, can't you? I mean, it's got to yes. be it's got to be huge. Okay. okay, as I understand the automated system is supposed to kick in with some faded music at some point <laughs> uh, yeah i think we've got about one more minute before it's oh, okay folks what we're uh, de- what we're dealing with is an automated system that'll be kicking in i heard something yeah. there so uh, while we're waiting for that let me just give the title there. this is from the best best the news uh it's a website what the panama papers mean for the world and it's uh it starts out by saying I'm a huge fan of global surveillance disclosures such as that made by Edward Snowden back in 2013. With the emergence of big data, society is bound to become more transparent. 
Hackers can do so for ethical considerations. Information is sacred, and the abuse of power is rampant in all societies and in all corporations. Well, who's abusing the power? It's the richest and the most powerful. Yeah. We're there. Okay. We've got our yeah. we've got our time limit up. Uh, I think uh, Chip was was on air. Are you there, Chip? Were you going to interrupt us or? I am. Nope. The music will start in about uh, twenty five seconds. Yeah. On, okay. Uh, All right. On the computer side. Yeah. Yeah. And so apparently this is uh, some hackers hacked into the system and have exposed all these shell companies. Yes, we've got okay. we've got so this. this is, this is a privately hush hush. Uh, we're, we big shot rich people don't talk about this shell game deal, but now it's been revealed and made public. Try. Right. All right, that's what's happening, folks.
We do hope you're able to find that donate button on allnews.network. That's allnews.network. And leave a little something for us in appreciation. And now, back to the show with your host. was the word and the word was coffee and in that elixir was inspiration rapture revelation and transcendence was found to be resurrection blend and it was good and there were many coming for more and much was quaffed 
And what word and what sacred host will be on the supplicant's lips as they meet their coffee maker? In constant quest of the supreme being, your immaculate roast master at Raven's Brew Coffee offers this revival of heavenly flavor and sacrament of wakefulness in a blend of some of the most blessed beans in all creation. Resurrection blend, the chosen one. Welcome to the Waterman Files. Welcome back to the Waterman Files, and uh, I'm glad you're here. My guest today is Eli James, and uh, we've been talking about the Panama Papers. And we've got to listen to another audio, I think, for the top of the hour. By the way, we want you to know that we're streaming on All News Network, TalkShoe Radio, Veterans Truth Network, VTN Radio, I don't know, maybe even Firehorse. I, I can't keep track of all the radio stations, but we're really glad that you're listening. Make sure you visit uh, All News Network and uh, VTN Radio and click on the Donate button to help us continue because we need it. And uh, the operations are getting bigger and they're getting more costly and help support all the efforts of the host. And uh, today you're listening to the Waterman Files. You can go to the watermanfiles.com and Click on the Donate button, and uh, Eli, I'm going to have Eli give his websites before the show's over, and you can visit his website, too. Uh, it's really important, folks, that uh, we realize that the uh, effort is very time-consuming. Lots of research going into a lot of things. And we have quite a crew here, I think, Eli. We've got a lot of history. We've got a lot of knowledge. We've been at it a long time. Uh, we bring experiences from all around the world uh, to the listeners, and uh, I think that uh, there isn't anywhere on the Internet that you're going to get this kind of experience, knowledge, and insight, and maybe even inside information about things that are happening. And in a perspective, Eli, that is actually lining up with something that some people don't really think is all that important called the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, here's a here's a little clip from a guy that's talking about it. Uh we got a little it's uh 4 minutes or something like that. And it's about the Panama uh papers and it kind of gels real quick uh and this will help save us some time and we can continue to talk about these other things. I know Eli's got a lot more to share too. So, uh let's uh let's play this clip and uh, then we'll get back into the to the uh, papers. Oh, by the way, folks, 
Simply Your Food has still got a big sale going on. Go to simplyyourfood.com. We've got limited supplies of 20% off off anything at this point. But anyway, go there, check it out, and it'll help support the effort. Here's our, here's our audio clip on the Panama Papers. This was a year-long effort uh, involving uh, almost 300 journalists, uh, 109 different media organizations who have been diving into 11.5 million documents uh, for, as I said, about a year. Uh, and it uh, became public uh, yesterday. Uh, but how did this leak start? Well, the leak originally came to a German newspaper called Süddeutsche Zeitung. And Süddeutsche quickly realized that with a leak of this volume, touching so many different countries uh, and so many different uh, political figures and, and different actors, that they needed help. So they came to the International Consortium of Investigative Journalists that has done these kinds of uh, giant journalistic collaborations before. And ICIJ sort of brought together all of these media partners to dive into the documents. Uh, these are huge allegations within these documents, money laundering, arms and drug deals, tax evasion, and they implicate hundreds of thousands of people, including many world leaders. How do you know they're legitimate? Well, actually, uh, Ramon Fonseca, who is uh, the co-founder of the law firm uh, where the documents come from, Mossack Fonseca, has told Panama Television that the, uh, the documents are authentic. Uh, but we also obviously checked. Uh, there have been smaller leaks of this data uh, in the past, and so we checked those leaks against uh, the data that we had. And we also checked through court records and interviews and you know, every possible way that we could. And that director of the law firm, Osak Fonseca, in a Guardian report, also claimed that many of the parties listed are inaccurate. They say many are not or have never been clients of Mossack Fonseca. Uh, what do you make of that? Well, they're, they're using an interesting distinction. Uh, uh, Mossack Fonseca's argument has always been, we just create these companies and uh, we're kind of like a car factory. We, we build the car, but once it leaves the factory, we have uh, no control over it and no responsibility for it. But what we actually see in the data is that, in fact, they, uh, they continue to have connections to these companies. Uh, they appoint directors, and those directors have to sign loan agreements. They have to uh, sign official documents. So it's sort of a disingenuous argument on their part. Uh, given the fact these documents go back 40 years, uh, some are calling this the biggest data leak in history. How significant is it? I think it's hugely significant. I think it's going to have impact for, for months and, and possibly years to come. Uh, and hopefully it will, it will cause uh, governments, particularly in the United States and the U.K., to sort of reassess how they deal with these uh, offshore secrecy zones. Now, we know 11.5 million documents uh, you and many other journalists have already gone through. Can we expect more documents to be uncovered or released? Yeah, there will certainly be more stories coming in, in the coming days and, and weeks, so uh, you should definitely stay tuned for those. <laughs> we will be staying tuned. Now, the Kremlin, of course, um, is implicated. It caused this leak a series of fibs. It says the timing of this is suspicious in light of the upcoming uh, parliamentary elections. What are the implications? Um, well, the, I don't know about implications for local elections in Russia. Uh, I uh, was one of the writers on the Russia story for ICIJ, and I had no idea that there were local elections coming up. So they certainly didn't motivate me 
when I was working on this uh, project. Uh, the implications are, are, are quite interesting. I mean, there has been uh, a lot of speculation about the people around Vladimir Putin and how they've become so rich and what they're up to. The U.S. government has called it a corrupt regime, and they pointed to some of the people who are revealed in the leak as, uh, as being Putin's cashier. And what we see is a network of, of uh, companies and, and banks that shuffle more than $2 billion through uh, through these companies and banks, and and it's uh, these people are, are are tied to Putin. We obviously don't see Vladimir Putin's name in the files, um, but it certainly raises some interesting questions for the Kremlin. So you know, out of eleven and a half billion million documents, sorry, not billion million, and hundreds of country, countries and thousands and thousands of companies, and Thousands of people, who did they pick on to talk about as the bad guy? Putin. Yeah. And, and his name isn't even in there, but they go, but his, his buddies are and people he knows are and, yeah. you know, and all that kind of stuff. And you know what? When I started seeing this, my antennas went up and I go, okay, <laughs> who, who right. is it? Who is it? Okay, I can tell you, we need to talk about this and why yeah. we need to be suspicious. Why do we need to be suspicious, Eli? Well, because what this really is, it's Jews of the news. Right. It has nothing to do with Vladimir Putin. But we're talking, we, remember we mentioned George Soros earlier? And the Rothschilds? Right. That's right. I mean, you're talking about the masters of hiding wealth. Mm-hmm. The Rothschilds. Okay? And uh, they're the absolute masters of it. They're the world's biggest criminals. And all of these stories the we're talking about you know mafia mafia hiding their their money it's talking this is money laundering at a uh, corporate level by creating shell companies right that's what this is right and this has been going on not just for the last 40 years this has been going on since time immemorial <laughs> the trick is how do you get all the world's governments to look the other way mm-hmm. while all of this is happening. Well, you mentioned it earlier. Payoffs. That's right. how it works. Right. Now, so the implication is that Vladimir Putin is taking payoffs to allow this type of scheme to go on. But this has been going on for decades before Vladimir Putin ever became, you know, head of Russia. So you can't point the finger at him if he is at all involved. You know, they would have to prove that he's been taking payoffs from some of these shell companies. Right. What's really going on? What's really going on is that the international community, the, the trusted global elite, they're the ones who set up the system. They're the ones who are profiting from it. Yet they're the ones who we're all supposed to trust, as you know, the global community has all our interests at heart. And we're supposed to trust these people. Including those that are revealing the information. Yeah. Well, here, I uh, I put this link in the chat room, Mm bestofnews.com, and it has a copy of an email exchange. Now, I'm not sure if this is Mossack, which is spelled M-O-S-S-A-C-K, Fonseca, F-O-N-S-E-C-A, Mossack Fonseca, and uh, it looks like an email uh, about Mo 
Rosa Klinsaka, or released by, I'm not sure which it is, but anyway, John Doe sends this email to Süddeutsche Zeitung, which is South German News. Mm-hmm. And John Doe, of course, that's not his real name. Hello, this is John Doe, interested in data. And Süddeutsche Zeitung, or the South German News, says, we're very interested. John Doe says, there are a couple of conditions. My life is in danger. We will only chat over encrypted files. No meeting ever. The choice of stories is obviously up to you. And Süddeutsche Zeitung says, why are you doing this? John Doe says, I want to make these crimes public. That's right. Now, we might say there is nobody at risk now. An organization called the South German News, which is in English, found out they had so much they weren't able to cover it. So they got a hold of a group called the ICIJ. Now, who is that? Maybe people don't know, so let me kind of give you a little background. That's George Soros. Uh, You know it's going to get you're you're getting close. The IC the ICIJ is the International Consortium of Investigative Journalists. Now the group got started. That group was in your basement the last time I recall. (laughs) The group got started. Yeah, folks, this stuff. The world is so corrupt. It's unbelievable. But the average person assumes that all of these politicians <laughs> and all of these news journalists and all of these people everywhere that are running everything are responsible, moral people. No, that's not true. Well, let me tell you who they came from. There is a very, very good, reputable organization called the Center for Public Integrity. And it was founded by Charles Lewis, and uh, there's going to be a lot of people out there laughing when they hear that name, okay? Uh, uh, but not because it's, he's you know, you know criminal or anything, uh, far from it. Uh, and, and he founded a project called the International Consortium of Investigative Journalists. He launched it to go and get okay, these. so this is a legitimate, you're saying this is a legitimate organization. It was a legitimately launched project by the Center for Public Integrity, but but the ICIJ is independent and not controlled by by the mission statements or directors of the Center for Public Integrity. Okay, so they let loose a bunch of journalists and tell uh, tell them, go find stuff out and we won't bother you. And, okay. and and by and large, as you mentioned just a while ago, who controls news? Yeah. And because yeah, of who con- yeah. and who controls news had, of course, their people in this pot. So now we have people that have agendas inside of the ICIJ. And so what we really need is the entire pot of documents. Now it's terabytes big. With the, we don't need this to be like, you know, when they were doing the uh, WikiLeaks and when they were doing the Snowden right. stuff, it was being filtered through certain journalists, you know, through right. through certain, through the, the New York Times or through, you know, the Washington Post. Oh, give me a right. break. You know, the minute something like Soros popped up, a name like Hillary Clinton popped up, oh, we right. can't, we're not going to let, we can't let this one out. Yes. That's so, what's no, so going So they talk about Putin instead. Yes, exactly. That's what they do. Yeah. That's right. So that's what they're picking. And and Putin 
out of one and a half million documents and 40 years of stuff, his name's on nothing. Yeah, there might be some people close to him, but some of these people that were close to him that have mentioned left Russia with millions of dollars, billions actually, yeah. and, and fled some the of them country. Were put in jail by Putin too. Yeah, 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 they were, and and one of them yeah. fled and went to uh, London. Israel. And, and, right. and yeah, well, first I think he was in London, then he fled to the south of yeah. France, and he's living on the Mediterranean with all of his billions he took from Russia. Right. And, and Russia is wanting them back. Well, he's one of them on the list, okay? Yeah, okay. So so what? Here's the point. It's always suspicious to me when a company or an Internet business that has fingers in multiple uh, Hollywood-type venues and, of course, news organizations like the, the, the online news agency called Vice, which is Buddy Buddies with Soros, and by the way, the guy that runs Vice is a multimillionaire himself, uh, is th- slamming the door on, or I should say, supposedly opening the door on what's revealed in the Panama Papers. And the very main topic of discussion is this has got to be Putin. It's what they right. say, right? <laughs> exactly. Now, what fuel? what fuels the attack might be who, by the way, who runs Mossack and Fonseca? That's a law firm based in Panama. Let me give you the description that just went up on Wiki. Now, guess okay. what Wiki is? Guess, uh, I mean, uh, you know who you know who owns Google and runs well, it, right? Well, okay, you're ta- are you talking about Wikipedia? Wikipedia. So, okay, Wikipedia is uh, owned and operated by Jews. Uh, right. Who owns Google that. and runs uh, Google? Uh, Jews. Who, uh, who, who runs Facebook? Facebook. Jews. Right. Jews. So we can okay. go on and on. So, uh, But let me tell you what they focused on on his description about his early life. Now, this is Jürgen Mosack. He's German. He's German-born. But he used to be a lawyer in London before he went to Panama City with and he has now more than 40 offices worldwide. Mo- wow. But here's who he is. Mossack was a lot bo- of shell corporations. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a lot of lawyers. You know, you know, a lot of lawyers to run all these shell corporations. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Oh, well, that's, that's Mossack. That's the group that got hacked or the documents okay. got sent out from that were forming all these other agencies. Now, there is something a little bizarre, though, going on here. Mosack was born in Firth, Bavaria, okay, Germany, okay. In, 19, in 1948. Now, his father was Erhard Mosack, and he was a, getting this, Rottenfuhrer. That means okay. senior corporal in the Waffen-SS. Oh, Okay. The, the armed wing of the Nazis' party called Schutzstaffel during World okay. War II. Now, before well, how does this guy get involved with the Jew banksters? Well, let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you what this path. You know, it doesn't mean okay. that, it, that, that strange bedfellows here. Yeah, this sure. is a, this is a strange little start to a group that has been doing some yeah. very Jewish stuff, in other okay, words. Right, yeah, but I guess Jewish money talks louder than... <laughs> well, Biden's not Jewish. slogans, uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, please but, continue. Yeah, uh, uh, 
Let me see here. Uh, <laughs> uh, do, you this know, is, this is strange bedfellows indeed. Oh, uh, yeah. but go ahead. I, I want to hear this. Well, you know that uh, um, my one of my. Uh, let me see here. I got something that went out on. Well, we got Mossack and uh, Fonseca. Yeah. Who's Fonseca? Hang on, just a, just a oh, second. Okay. I got to do something here. All right. Okay. Well, I'm not going to yeah. worry about it. I can still hear you out of one ear. I've got okay. I got a really nice headset, but it's going out. Well, anyway. Oh, okay. Um, what's and going? I want to talk about Bernie Sanders because Bernie Sanders is mentioned in this article. Of course. Go ahead, finish what, go ahead and finish what you were saying. Well, to continue who he was before he was working in this position, he used to work for the U.S. government, and then he moved to Panama. But guess what he did when he worked for the U.S.? Uh, he collected taxes <laughs> and worked for the IRS. <laughs> he worked for the CIA. Oh, I was close. <laughs> Man, I was real close. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay. And his and his job when wor- working uh, in the CIA was spying on Cuba. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So he worked so as a, a lawyer, a spy, and an ex-Nazi. Now, uh, uh, actually, a pro-Zionist, I would imagine, now as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all over the place. You know, if okay. you can't beat them, join them. I think yeah, maybe. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? <laughs> Especially if they want to pay you billions. <laughs> yeah, of course. And boy, did he have the insight. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you think possibly, possibly there could have been old SS Nazi gold that he was within that network of people that were... Oh, that's possible. Yeah, but... That's certainly possible. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, because, you know, after World War II, and even before, even before World War II, there were a lot of Germans that moved to South America and br- brought their gold and wealth with them. Yeah. Okay, and then during World War II also, because especially when World War II was coming to an end and the Germans saw that they were going to lose... A lot of these Germans moved to South America and took their money with them. Yeah, that's certainly possible. And and so they had to work out a network of, of yeah. moving and hiding and moving and hiding. Exactly. And then yeah. so who would know better than to do that than an, a CIA? I would do that other than Nazis. <laughs> and, or a CIA guy that's been moving <laughs> right. drug money exactly. around. Yeah, yeah, well, Nazis, CIA, KGB, you know, they're, they're kind of, uh, <laughs> toward the end of World War II, they were all working together. Right, right. You know, you know, what's NASA? It's a bunch of Nazi scientists. Of course it is. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, do you think they'd really know how to do that without all these guys? Yeah, right. Come on. Yeah, we couldn't launch those space without Nazi scientists. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't believe it a bit. It was a bunch of Mexicans that figured out how to do all that. Yeah. No, no, no. It was Uganda. Stuff, folks, but it's, it's so crazy. The, the yeah. best fellows are so weird and strange. You have to laugh. Oh, you've That's got how crazy. Because when you when you're talking billions and billions and trillions of dollars, uh, ideology falls by the wayside. It doesn't matter when you're talking money on scales as vast as we're talking about. So here. you know, all we can do as people with a hundred with a million documents, you couldn't read that much in your life before oh, you died to find. So what you've got to do is you've got to set up a a, a way to attack the data. And, and, and so what what needs to happen, and one of our listeners and uh, in the chat room, Marty, 
was really made an excellent point. If we're if we're really seeing some possibilities of the data being compromised, then what they should do is hand it over to another organization so that they can audit each other. Of course, let's not give it to another okay. Jewish organization. Let's no, give it. No. Let's give well, it. Yeah, this is this is something for the Webbot report. Of course. They, uh, they can, yeah. Now, now let me tell you what the Webbot said again in the second okay. hour. In case there were some listeners didn't get it. It said that coming up very soon was going to be a horrendous secrets revealed that was going to be so sh- yeah that was going to it was going to be so shattering that it was going to cause the collapse of the banking system and gold and precious metals go skyrocketing and that it was going to be considered the temporal marker in other words that thing that you look for for the event called the crash and the event right. called the the skyrocketing of metals. So here it is folks. It got it released yesterday to the general public, but it's okay. been it's been kind of being chewed on for a whole year by the ICIJ. Now, if this has been chewed on for a whole year by a group of journalists and of course journalists and journalism in general is very left, very left. Yes. Very much. I mean, uh, J schools at the universities that I've been in, I don't care if it was a Jesuit university or a Nazarene university or a Baptist university or a private institution, an independent college like I went to Columbia, okay? I went to a Loyola, Sister Loyola, a, a Jesuit university. I've been to those. But all the J schools and all of them are very leftist, very yeah, left. Yeah. And so what we've got is we've got to have and, and, and Zionists as well. Well, yes. And so what we've got to have them turned over to uh, needs to be not and not even well, the, uh, the now you know Jay Seculo is not who to hand it over. He's an Israel Firster. Right. I mean, he's with well, all uh, these, CBN. All these leftists, all these leftists and Zionists are covering for the Jays. You say the J school, you mean, of course, you mean journalism school, right? Right, right. But they're also protecting the Jays, namely the Jews. Yeah, there you right? go. Because cause the Jays set up all these J schools. That's 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 exactly right. They fund it right. uh, that's, uh, so they can, can keep control of the fifth estate. Yeah, and, and, and keep on keep, or fourth keeping estate. the public ignorant of all of, you know, how these shell games and how politics, you know, dirty politics is actually run. So they and leak so, so they leak what they want, don't they? Right. Yeah. But now this is interesting. This is a uh, it's a perfect uh because here what we we see is Bernie Sanders is posturing or campaigning on the uh, the I want to tax the rich, I want to expose the rich and powerful and blah blah blah. Here from this article I just quoted, where I quoted the email from, it says, The Panama Papers story broke in early April 2016. And, of course, we're still in early April. The timing couldn't be better for someone named Bernie Sanders. This is because his pitch echoes some of the revelations of such a leak and the millennial sentiment that the growing wealth gap is highly unsustainable for our collective future. All, all well and good, well said. Let me continue. The global elite and special interest groups having nearly total economic and political power has given rise to a backlash and rising popularity of more maverick outsider candidates in the U.S., such as Sanders and Trump. Let me say something now. 
Sanders is not an outsider. Ah. Sanders is the shill for the shell. Mm-hmm. Okay? Sanders is the shill for the shell companies. He is pretending to be against them, and he's actually there working. Uh, how should I put it? Uh, you know, he's their Jew boy. <laughs> so we need this, this, you know, where I would like, you know, where I could actually feel comfortable with this data going, which I think they probably, okay. you're going to yeah. know, is anonymous. Oh, right. Because you're right. going to have some groups that are pro-Zionist, some of the anonymous aren't, and they're going to have this attitude. Yeah. Although they are kind of leaning toward, uh, uh, what can you say, uh, um, uh, uh, Occupy type of mentality, which is very right. le- leftist. Okay. That's a very good point because people have to realize when Anonymous first broke out, it was very right wing. It was very anti Zionist. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the Zionists figured out, okay, well, we can play Anonymous too. Of course they can. Because okay. who, unless you have a, a spotted dog that has spots in a certain <laughs> place you can identify. Right. Then, yeah. then anybody can be that dog. Right. So so Anonymous is kind of meaningless now, uh, but these hackers, whoever these hackers are, these hackers are not Zionists. These hackers are not the super rich. These hackers are exposing the criminal activities of the super rich, and there's nothing the super rich can do about it. That's right. That's why the shell game is collapsing. It's going to collapse regardless because if they are... Can you imagine what could happen with another organization getting their hands on this data that knows how to regurgitate, search and destroy, or right. search and, and find, I should say, not destroy, but search and find names like Clinton, Hillary, <laughs> right. uh, Pol- Pelosi, uh, oh, San- Sanders, Sanders, <laughs> oh, Sanders, you know, uh, uh, Soros, yeah, Murdoch, Soros. yeah, all yep, of them. Murdoch, there you go, yep. Yeah, and that's where it's all. It's, this is it. Uh, I remember Hillary Clinton. Uh, let's compare how Hillary Clinton's campaign and, and the left, uh, Hillary and Bernie, how the media is handling them. They're treating those two candidates with absolute kid gloves. Oh, they are. Aren't no they? tough questions. Uh, <laughs> no criticism. Nothing. However, Donald Trump is getting crucified <laughs> by the mass media that is coddling and even cuddling and even maybe some kind of, you know, uh, whoredom going on with Hillary and Bernie, right? They're well, the insiders. Yeah, Hillary and Bernie are the insiders, right. period. That's right. Now, you've got, yeah. to, you've got an article, by the way, up on All News Network. Uh, that was talking about you know this this hate of Trump and of course it's a very important one, right? Uh, and it's basically you know uh, saying guess what there's been a hit a hit called or uh, you know a Trump's been uh, Trump is ordered to be neutralized is the article right. it was posted right. on exactly. um, March the twenty yeah. seventh you know so. Why? Obviously, it's re- it's real obvious. Why? Right? Well, it's he's a real... threat to the insiders. Yeah, he's independent. That's that's all it is. Uh, I read a, I heard a very good interview uh, on uh, you know major television that compared Donald Trump to Ronald Reagan, not in 
not in the sense that they have the same kind of uh, you know political ideology, mm-hmm. but that uh, Reagan was an outsider when he campaigned, and the people wanted somebody who was not an insider. So this is what Trump has going for him, and uh, and so what they do is they hire people like Bernie Sanders to pretend to be an outsider when he's really not. Bernie Sanders is totally ultra-liberal, ultra-Zionist. He is oh, yeah. one of them. And he, there he's a hired boy who's pretending to be a uh, an outsider. That's what Bernie Sanders is. It's incredible, uh, incredible. And I don't think that, you know, really tell you the truth, it's kind of hard to pull this stuff over on uh, on the ground yeah. crew that listens to our broadcast. <laughs> they can't, they can't they, pull it well over our eyes. <laughs> no, no, General public is another story, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's why Sanders has such a popular appeal among college students and young people, because they believe his anti-corporate rhetoric. Well, you know, if it was, if you, if it was, that's right, it's rhetoric. If it was a perfect world and Jesus Christ was here, you could trust that. If he was (laughs) going to, yeah, if he, he would be telling us, uh, hey, follow me. Well, you know, it'd be, it would be a good deal, but we don't have that. That's not what we've got. In fact, we have uh, a fella that fell from the apple tree called the devil. Right, running, running for president, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, well, Hillary anyway, Clinton is his sister, <laughs> right? Oh, so, don't, oh, yeah. oh, you know what? So, uh, it's just, it's uh, there has been a lot of people, uh, a lot of people, very concerned about her ending up that way. But I want to ask you this question: We've been talking about uh, politics and all this corruption. Um, you know, real soon we're going to have a financial crisis that yes. that is going to be rapid. Apparently, it's been so prolonged and so propped up. Now we've run out of two befores to hold it up. And when it yes. when you have that much support underneath something, it, it's not anymore that three by five porch off the back of your house that falls. It's an entire you know football yeah, field. It's going to collapse. The whole thing's collapsing. The whole thing. Well, now remember, I compared it to the 2008 housing crisis and the collapse that that spurred, okay? This could potentially be bigger. Oh, it is going to be bigger. I I believe that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, There's no telling at the point right right now how big it's going to be. However, uh, what's... That that was just a housing crisis. There was only one sector of the economy, right? Although a major sector of the economy. What we're talking about here is endemic corruption within corporate globalism. Not corporate America, corporate globalism. And in other words, what's being exposed is how all of these global corporate uh, interests are skimming money away from the, t- the taxpayers, you know, how they're avoiding taxes and making millions and billions by evading taxes. That's the nature of this scandal. This is something, it's totally different. That's, However, now, that's if they're making legitimate money. Right, yeah. Now, but we've got all this, this, we've got all the, what, slave trade, yeah, sex trade, yeah. 
pedophile uh, uh, um, payment. Oh, yeah, all that, that stuff going on too, right? Drugs. Uh, but, yeah. Well, but what I'm getting at is how is this going to impact the confidence of the those people who invest in the stock market? <laughs> okay. How is it going to affect their confidence in the stock market itself? Well, we already know. They've turned off the control mechanisms to the markets, allowing us to set the 30-year bond market. It's frozen. They won't change it. So, And we could always look at the 30-year market to see whether or not there was confidence in it. If it was higher than the 20, the 5, the 10, the 7, the 3, you know, then we were talking about some optimism, but it's uh, they, it kept going right. lower than the than the than the more short term ones, and so that was a loss of confidence. And now they froze it, so you can't find out. But right. it's flat; it's the same. So we're talking about right. really how bad is it really? Well, it's being hidden. Right now, let's say some of these shell corporations are running in the background behind uh, you know, a Fortune 500 company, and uh, somebody's invested money in it, and he, now he realizes that they've been skimming off the top and not reporting the actual value and profits that the company makes. In other words, he has been cheated. The guy who invested in that company realizes now that he has been cheated. You want me to get... Let's. Yeah. You're right. I, I, I'm just. I'm just disgusted with. It. Let me tell you one. Let me tell you one. I'm going to give you an example of what you just talked about. You know the okay. shell, the fronts for the shells. <clears throat> right. Um, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to disagree because it might be hitting close to home for some of our listeners. But you've heard of Genesis Broadcasting, right? That Alex Jones yeah. is on, and yeah, exactly. You know all those guys. Guess what? It's a shell company of one of these organizations. <laughs> Doc, you just shared my illusions about Genesis. <laughs> uh, well, but I do not doubt at all what you just told me. Yeah, I don't doubt it at no, all. No, I'm not making this well, up. Because Alex Jones is a fraud to begin with. Yeah, and yeah. I know that, that, that uh, Alex Jones... Not necessarily Genesis, but Alex Jones is, uh, oh, I forget the name, uh, it's a it's an Israeli front. Stratfor. Stratfor, thank you. That's right. So what we've got, what we've got is, and in fact they were even, even with hubris, they, own, they, they, they named this company Genesis Broadcasting, GCN Live. Right. They they named it, and Genesis is the word that's used with all the other Arab connections and everything. It's just amazing how bold they got in even naming the thing. Right. And then it even started little. It started by stealing this lady who was a widow and and had this radio equipment, was gone and came back one weekend, and Genesis, or people that got, got it for Genesis, had stolen it with, in, a, in a truck and, and right. took off with it. You know, they, they, this is, this, it's so bizarre. This stuff gets real bizarre, you know? Yeah. And people have no clue. But that was, of course, in the early, early, the early years. didn't even have the money to buy their own equipment. They had to steal it yeah. from an old lady. <laughs> <laughs> 
God, it, this is awful, Doc. Oh, I'll tell you. I, I got it. low. They uh, steal from old ladies. Can you imagine? <laughs> well, it was way before, that was way before Alex, so he can't be blamed for that yeah, part. That anyway. before, no, we're not blaming Alex, folks, right? That's <laughs> what existed before Alex Jones, but he's, he is one of their operatives. He is. He is. There's no doubt about it. Yes. Yes. So, so we've got this very interesting drama. Don't you see it coming? It's going to be it's going to be months yes. and months of stuff. Okay. All right. Well, here, uh, based on what I said about the uh, the investor being cheated and realizing that he's being cheated, confidence in the stock market is going to plummet. Oh wow! That's what we're looking at. Okay. Wow. Okay. So this has the potential of being much bigger than the 2008 housing crash. There were derivatives I, involved in that, too, but the, it was basically a housing crash. I've been reading so much stuff, I can't even keep up with the articles about, uh, you know, there's articles being written about this stuff. I can't even keep up with those. Uh, right. You know, so how long have they been, you know, it's, to me, seems like they shouldn't have waited a year, but... I don't think they did. I think what they were finding was information. What if you were an inside corrupter? Oh, let's just pretend like there's 300 journalists at ICIJ and that you're just one of the bad guys. Now, if we go according to principles of Jesus, one out of 12 is a bad guy, you know. Yeah. So, but but let's just say one out of uh, one out of yeah, 300. Judas. You're talking about Judas, of course. Judas, right. So yeah, we've right. got one in ICIJ that's that's corrupt. He would right. be taking this information to the Wall Street Journal. Uh, he would be bringing it to this and bringing it to this, and he could say, right. he could say, you know, now I found this. Nobody else has seen it, and if you pay me a yeah. million dollars, I'll erase it. Or they might say, you know, I can make you a lot of money, but you're not going to make any money unless you pay me because I've got all this. So we don't know what all for one year has been going on behind the scenes, why it's taken a year. They could have released right. it as they found it. Right. I right. don't know why. Right. I want to get back to this article again because what we're seeing here is the mainstream media are trying to spin this to make it look uh, uh, to blame Putin. Okay, uh, under the title of "What's All the Fuss About?" More than 11 million leaked documents implicates many top politicians, with Iceland's prime minister resigning. Over this issue. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. A prime minister resigned over this issue. (laughs) Offshore tax havens in the form of secret shell companies seems to be a consistent theme of the leaks. Yeah, that's what we've been talking about. Okay. These revelations, whatever becomes of them, show how online brand reputation is more important (laughs) than ever and may have far-reaching consequences on Putin. What's Putin right. got to do with any of this? <laughs> well, you know, they've already admitted his name doesn't show up in it in a database search. Right. Okay. So, so you know, first uh, of all... Is Putin involved in any of these shell companies that have existed for decades before Putin ever came to power. Well, he went to school with one when he was five years old. Oh, maybe, right, yeah. He knew the guy's sister. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, here, this what this is, this is spin. Yeah. This is how the media is spinning it, trying to blame Putin for something that he has absolutely nothing to do with. 
<laughs> well, of course he does. Because his, his sister, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> he dated the guy's sister. <laughs> right. So, uh, why would what you tell everybody just to reaffirm everybody's suspicion? Why would they do this to Putin? Why would they? Do well, that? because oh, well, the Zionists and the Jews worldwide hate Putin, you know, with a vengeance because he's not playing the game their way. Well, you know? are they still going back to the time when Russia put him behind the pale, or? Uh, well, you know. oh yeah, right. Uh, they, they've hated, the Jews hate Russia for that reason. You know, they, they will never forgive Russia for that, right? Mm. But uh, because uh, Putin put uh, a lot of these Jewish oligarchs in jail. And, or threw him out of his country. That's why organized Jewry hates his guts, right? So they're they're just bringing up his name uh, to to impute him, even though he's he's my my opinion, Doc, is he's not involved in any of this at all. Let me tell you, let me tell you what a real rev- revolution is, Eli. You've got young people out there, and they've got lives, and they've got a future, and they're going to have to be very careful in a, in a very very dangerous revolution. Yeah. But let me tell yeah. you who who let me tell you who they really have to watch out for, and that's the folks on Social Security. Because if they ever take it away and it collapses, because that's probably what's going to come out of this, yeah. you're going to have people that have nothing to lose, right? And they're going to be picking up that Second Amendment, and they're going to make sure that their children do not get put in slavery, right? And you know what's going to happen? You want to know who's going to go down? The Pelosi's, the Grams, right? the, the Soros's, the, Pol- yeah. uh, the Hillary Clintons, the Bill Clinton. They're they're going to start dropping like flies right. out of an air, out of the air. You know, yeah. it's it's going it's going to be nasty, nasty, nasty. Okay, all right. Uh, let me introduce another term that's popular, namely Ponzi scheme. Oh. Okay. This shell game is based on an even bigger Ponzi scheme of course. called the Federal Reserve Bank and the Bank of England, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's because these gigantic, including Deutsche Bank, these gigantic banks are just even more corrupt than all these mm-hmm. shell companies. These shell companies are only doing what these big banks do. That's right. That's uh, it's just on a smaller level. But see what ha- what has happened is that the shell game has become so big that there it's now impacting the banksters, and the banksters can't control it anymore. They can't. There's no way. They can't. Yeah. Uh, when you have something basically fraudulent, or if you yeah. lie, you have to lie to keep that covered and lie to keep that one. Co- Right. So eventually, it just catches up with you. And right. That, it eventually just collapses. It that's does. What, that's the potential of these leaks. And uh, so the WebBot report, and I also recall, recall that the WebBot report stated that somehow Jews are going to start feeling the pinch, and the anger and resentment is going to be directed at the Jewish people. Why would that be? Oh, uh, let me it's it, well, let me tell you why they're going to it's it, let me tell you what they're really angry. This is going to be ang- you know we have a deficit, right? Yeah. Now, in this paperwork, we're not talking about the deficit I thought we were talking. Do you know how much we're really talking about? I just I just about <laughs> floored me. Yeah. 
235 to 250 trillion. Trillion. Okay. Two, let me say it one more time, folks. <laughs> Two hundred. Try to wrap my head around that number. <laughs> well, let's just say, let's just put it this way: over two hundred trillion dollars in debt. Right. Yeah. Now, there's they're they're hiding this. Now, yeah. here's what they do. Let me tell you what they do, and then you finish. They move it into stuff that they say they've got title to. So they own this, they own this, own this. You know, when it all falls apart, then those people, let's say you shoot somebody because he's a criminal, because the war breaks out and the revolution happens and a whole bunch of British redcoats die. Well, their children supposedly get that stuff. No, they shouldn't get that stuff because they got that stuff through corruption. So what we need to do when we have a revolution is take back all of those assets they acquired through fraudulent means that are in real property and suck it back out of those families because they shouldn't have it. Right. It's theft. It's theft. They've been stealing it from us, right? Yes, yes. Well, this gigantic Ponzi scheme has been going on, well, since 1913. It's been going on since 1913. And it is, it's called debt usury, the debt usury system. Right. And who's the enemy of that? Who's the, who's the worst? What money system is the most dangerous thing to the Federal well, Reserve? The, the, the gold-backed currency, uh, otherwise known as the dollar, yep. Yep. which we don't have. People think we have a dollar. No, we don't. A dollar is defined as a specific weight of silver. Okay, it's mm-hmm. a piece. It's a weight of silver. It's not a piece of paper, as we have been falsely led to believe. Okay, and it's because they they very craftily changed the the definition of a dollar from 371.25 grains of silver to a piece of paper printed by the Federal Reserve Bank that has enabled the Federal Reserve and of course the Bank of England and all these global corporations called banks to operate this Ponzi scheme for over 100 years now. So those of us who know that it is a Ponzi scheme, have, and you and I, Doc, have been on the air many times predicting the end of this Ponzi scheme. Yep, it's coming. And it looks like it, the, the final end, may, the collapse may be here. It's here. It's here. Yeah. We have some very interesting information, and, and this week is the feast, right? Yes. And so... Uh, last uh, weekend, it kicked off, right? Yeah, Passover, the Sabbath for the Feast of Unleavened Bread, and tonight at 6 p.m., the uh, Wave Sheaf, which is the Resurrection, mm-hmm. uh, is celebrated. Okay. Oh, really? So Yeah, so uh, t- today is Resurrection Day, and uh, what we need is a resurrection of truth. That's true. <laughs> truth, right? Well, I've been practic- I've been practicing no leavened bread and been eating okay. unleavened cookies in place okay, of it. Okay, very good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and, and you know, it doesn't mean you have to starve and and do like no. Lent. It's not like Lent in a Catholic church. It's a celebration. You just do not do leaven. And it's for the true Israelite people. Right. And and, and I, well, think, no. I think I yeah, think it's. I gotta say. Represent- uh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I think it's very appropriate that this week was when they released such devastating information yeah, right. about yeah. the Federal Reserve and the enemy of the Israelite people. 
Yeah, the timing is kind of interesting because uh, it, it corresponds to our solar calendar feast days mm-hmm. and the Feast of Unleavened Bread. It, it's what, the leaven represents the lies of the Pharisees. Right, we and are supposed to we are supposed get rid of. Yep. Get rid of the lies of the Pharisees. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> we're where I was going. Exposed. That's They're right. Exposed for the world to see. It's it's very interesting. Yeah, it is. It, divine, it, yeah, I think it is. Inspired even. <laughs> I, I think I think I think if you're an Israelite, it's a message. Yes, I agree. So this is this is why I say on this show on this network, you're not going to get these perspectives anywhere. I mean, where else about any of this? Are they going to connect up this event, this feast, for the Israelite nations, which is as pure as ivory soap, okay? Right, and it right. has nothing to do with a semi. And it floats. Yeah. And it floats. And it floats. Oh, the stock market, which is going to crash. To the yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so so we're. Just put it, this is funny. Somebody put in the chat room here a picture of Sir Evelyn de Rothschild, and oh. he says, Compare this photo to Bernie Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like Rothschild's twin brother, right? <laughs> you can't trust a Jew, folks. You cannot trust a Jew. They're all liars. We're oh. done. We're done. Yes. That's all it. Right. Bye-bye, folks. Later. All right. All right. Thanks, Doc. Long